and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast sponsored by HF Plastering with myself, Stephen Nussbaum. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stand Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o. He's home, I'm home. It's Mr. Paul Levy. We're back. We are back. We are not sunned, but we are back from a restful <laughs> vacation or holiday uh, to everybody else in the UK. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode number 254. And thanks to everyone who tuned in to last week's show. Adam did a great job stepping in for me. Lots of great, interesting points that he made, he I thought, uh, in that show. And obviously, the fact that he'd been at uh, Carlisle that week obviously helped massively as well. But this week, we've got a couple of games to review. A bit of a roller coaster of a week. Uh, so, we're going to quickly review those. We're not going to dwell too much on the Harrogate game. I think we've all talked that to death um, and it's not really worth uh, making that much more of so uh, I think let's let's crack on because I think it's going to be a bit of a bumper one this one with so many views yeah let's do it in so as always we'll start with a sponsorship plug for AJF Parlastering who sponsor our very own podcast as you hopefully know by now they're an Essex based plastering and rendering company that cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work and they specialise in silicone colour render systems and as Adam done a genius tweet yesterday uh, about it, please know that you are entitled to 15% off as a Leighton Orient fan or even a staff member. And even if Adam has blocked you, he will still <laughs> honour his 15% off. <laughs> so if you'd like more information for the best plastering and rendering prices around, you can visit his website at www.agfplastering.co.uk or if you want to email Adam and the team, you can do it at agfplastering.outlook.com. And these days, everyone's on social media. So are HF Plastering. So you can find them on Facebook and Instagram under HF Plastering. Or on Twitter, search for Big Ads with a Z, LOFC, and you'll find Adam's profile there. But yeah, big shout out to Adam for filling in, like you said last week. Really, really good job. It's not easy to do a podcast. I know we make this seem seamless and as enjoyable as possible. But when you're sitting there, not very experienced, it's a very daunting challenge. And I thought you'd done really well to step in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And reading isn't as easy when people aren't using the right grammar. <laughs> uh, as in tweets that we read out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move on then with the Supporters Club update. They are going to Newport County next Saturday, the 4th of September the adult cost for this is 30 quid 27 year concessions departs the supporters club at half past eight in the morning then the couple of weeks after that the 18th of September we've got Bristol Rovers away adults are 28 pound concessions are 25 again departing the supporters club at half past eight this trip these trips will cost you more if you're not a member under 16 can travel at a special price but they've got to be with an adult. And remember that those prices that we've mentioned do not include your match day ticket. And there's a new telephone number that you need to be aware of. Write this down. It is 07507 539 579. That's the number that you call to get on either of those two trips. Great stuff. One piece of AOB before we start the week that was, and we say a thank you to Jim Burns who emailed us with his thoughts on the talking points from episode 253 last week. Thank you to Jim for emailing us and taking the time to do so. If you'd like to email us or an Outlook podcast towers, you can do so as well by emailing orientoutlook.com. Absolutely. So let's crack on then with the week that was. We're going to start, as always, with Happy Monday, the 23rd of August. Quiet day, the O's. Nothing really to report. It was episode 253. Yeah. Last week's show was... Uh, was doing rather well. It was doing not too badly at all. So to who I Tuesday then, the 24th of August. Not one birthday, but two birthdays to celebrate. It was Royal Satuyu turned 21 and Risburn turned 19. So many happy returns to those gents. Royal had quite the week that we'll come on to. He did. Two new additions to the ladies team were announced. Zainab Almoden and Grace Alexander joined the club. An interesting fact for you all that Grace... Is actually the granddaughter of former Orient manager Frank Clark, who is apparently extremely proud that his granddaughter is wearing an Orient shirt. Yeah, I bet. Full playing for the O. So congratulations to both Zainab and Grace, and we look forward to hearing lots of good things about the the team. I think there's a couple of more updates of uh, squad. Yeah. Uh, and and also their fixtures have been announced. So yeah, we'll cover that later. We definitely will. So time to turn our gaze onto the main event of Tuesday, which was the visit of Harrogate Town as they came to Brisbane Road. And the team was announced at 6.45. Lance Vigoru in goal, Tom James, Omar Beckles, Dan Happy and Shadrach Ogie at the back with Darren Prattley and Hector Kiprianu holding in the midfield. With Theo Archibald, Dan Kemp, 
Harry Smith, and uh, I keep forgetting this guy's first name. Tyrese. Tyrese Omotoyi, named in the starting <laughs> 11. On the bench, we had Byrne, Wood, Sweeney, Clay, Papadipoulos, Nkrumah, and Mr. Satui. Well done there. That meant that there were three changes for the O's from the side uh, who drew at Carlisle as Tyrese Omotoyi made his debut uh, in place of the injured Aaron Drin and Shad Ogie made his full EFL debut in place of Jaden Sweeney. Harry Smith started in place of Ruel Satori. And for me, I'm pleasantly surprised to see Tyree starting uh, in the side at Ruel's expense. Would still a big question mark at this yeah. point. And we're going to come on and probably cover that a little bit later on. But great to see and chat to, and thank you for coming over to say hello, at Leighton Stonian. Had a really nice chat with him, and I hope you guys got home uh, safely because I know you don't live in London. Um, so yeah, great to always great to meet uh, fans and, and fellow fans and, and make uh, more acquaintances. But back to the side, yeah, just just he's changed it up a bit. Don't really know why, but obviously he's gone and done that, and hmm. it didn't work in this case because obviously we we end up going on to lose the game. But yeah, your views? Yeah, I think at the time when that was announced, I like the side. No complaints for me. Kenny does like to change it around. Um, which I don't have a problem with based on form um, and what he thinks the best team for the job is. So mm. I found it odd like you that Wood was still not starting but being named on the bench, which would suggest that he wasn't injured and just the general silence around the club on the whole Wood um, rumours at that point because you know we're lucky enough to be getting rumours in left, right and centre to own out of the podcast how we're saying that something's happened with Wood here and it you know some even suggesting Wood was going to be on his way despite signing on the summer so you know obviously silence from the club doesn't really help um, flush out those rumours but no I was happy with that lots of views came into us on our social media accounts at Garden Courtman so a lot of injuries to contend with. Kenny playing with a limited group to select from. Len Chin Chin said, starting the right front four, I think the defenders will need to be back on form because Harrogate are a strong side. Missing some key players. Good luck, lads. Yeah, better late than ever. So I'm really pleased Jackie has rewarded Ogie with a start after his excellent second half display against Carlisle. The youth really have an opportunity with him if they perform. That's a good point. Good He's point, not afraid yeah. to put the youth in. And Shad, last week's hero of the week deservedly coming into that starting 11 absolutely Liam NUFC 98 said even without Drinnen there's no excuses not to win this game plus I don't expect the Harrogate players to be fully match fit because of their Covid situation which is a fair point fair point but let's go through the game it's kicked off both teams looking to continue their unbeaten league starts to the seasons already got the game underway on a lovely night on E10 and in the 7th minute Harrogate took the lead as Hector Kipriano was put under pressure. His overhit pass to Darren Prattley was heavy and he lost possession due to Harrogate's high press. And on the counter, the ball was crossed in by Thompson. Dan Happy couldn't stop the ball from coming in across the box and Armstrong made no mistake from close range to make it 1-0 to the visitors. Yeah, not a good start. Really poor goal to concede. Defence didn't recover. And Kipriano again buckled under some pressure. See, it's not the first time that's happened. See, that's I why think, I'm mentioning it. I think you're a bit harsh on Hector because I watched that back and I think Hector's pass isn't crazily overhit. I think Prattley miscontrols, miscontrols it. Yeah, I think. I think I there's think probably he, a bit of both. In there that. is. Yeah, I think Prattley might be getting away. Sitting yeah, from the lightly. south stand, looking at that though, it looked like a really heavy pass to yeah. Prattley. The replay doesn't suggest that. Yeah. But writing it as I was watching it, it looked like. Because I could see, uh, and I thought to him, Hector's going to lose it here because he's under pressure and he and it's happened before. Um, yeah, poor goal though. To, to really, so early on as well. Really poor goal. So I wasn't there. I was obviously on holiday. Um, and when I watched his back, I was kind of like dumbfounded in what I was watching. I really was. I knew the goal was going to be bad, but it was really uh, bad to watch. Prattley will be disappointed, like we said. Happy has to do much better to stop that cross from coming in. I think Happy been pretty decent up until this point in the season but a really like limp leg he sticks out there's no like conviction to it just really like there's yeah. no conviction to him trying to block that ball and an easy finish from Thompson and we've been used in the opening three games before this to seeing a really good aggressive Leighton Orient team who've defended really well so somewhat of a surprise to be behind so early to such a poor goal to concede. Mm. Armstrong made himself quite busy as well, so it, that that obviously didn't help our situation if he was a bit 
slow, then that might uh, you know different course of events would have would have unfurled. But there wasn't really much of note to talk about until the half hour mark. Really, Harrogate doubled their lead from across uh, from the left. Uh, that found Thompson at the far post. His half volley was clumsily dealt with by Lawrence Vigaro. I think he got a hand to it, but it kind of sort of trickled across the face of goal. Yeah. Didn't really deal with it properly. Armstrong slid in for his second goal and Harrogate's second goal of the game to put them 2-0 up. Again, not being sharp enough to react and clear the danger, and he's prodded that home. Easy. We make this too easy for a team to come to our ground on a Tuesday night from quite a distance. Like Harrogate's not just up the road. Um... And they've had this COVID outbreak, so that was the most basic goal you'll ever see from a different, from a attacking point of view. Literally a throw in. Guy plays a one two with the guy who takes the throw, gets mm-hmm. it back, puts the cross in. Armstrong was it Armstrong? I think it was Thompson at the far post. Yeah, unmarked volleys it. Vigaru has to hold the ball. Yeah, we're used to better from Vigaru. Yeah, and even if he does spill it, the defenders have got to be kind of alert, to react, alert yeah. to it. And again, I don't want to sing like Dan Happy because I like Dan Happy. He's young and I think people give him too much of a hard time because of the expectation and the weight on his shoulders, maybe because he started his career so well. But Happy's got to do better there. And again, an easy goal for Thompson. Terrible defending. Kenny Armstrong. Armstrong. Kenny yeah. and his team will be sitting there ripping their hair out going, what, what is going on? Well, why are we, what yeah. are we watching? But, why are we so poor? You know, to be 2-0 down in the first half hour with those two goals, very poor. Very poor indeed. So let's go on in. 40th minute, our first chance of the game came as Theo Archibald drove to the byline, got across in. Harry Smith got his head on the ball, but Oxley made a good diving save. Strong hand, actually, to be fair to Oxley. Good run from Archibald. I'm going to say this a few times in this podcast. I think Archibald is the one to create. Dan Kemp last season, and I think we'll come on to Dan Kemp a bit later in the podcast. Kemp has to be like Archibald. Correct. More More direct, hard, Runs around the players like yesterday's game. Uh, sorry, Saturday's game. Very direct. Very like looking to get forwards rather than sideways yeah. or, or come back. Absolutely, backwards. yeah. But great crossing there. And again, if, you, if we're going to put the ball in the air to Smith, most of the time he's going to get them in the back of the net. Mm. But good save there. But good intent there from the O's. Hard to believe that that's the old South End keeper that just got relegated. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good spot. Well, that was Adam. He mentioned that when I was speaking to him in in the week last week. I won't take all the credit there, but no. Good keeper, to be fair, did, did did well, and there was a minute of added time that was played. Uh, referee brought the half to a close. Very disappointed. Probably one of the poorest halves of football I've ever seen. To you, be quite honest with you, you've seen a lot of poor halves of football. I have, and that was one of the poorest that you've was ever one seen. Of the wow. poorest. Yeah, to a man. Like usually, you'll get one or two that can come away with some credit, but none? in that half, none. Wow. Nobody. The attendance then, 3,942, with just a coach just a coach and a half load from, from Harrogate. 78 of them turned up, and that's that's fair going. I think Fat Bloke with Bald Head got a bit of a hard time from some of our fans oh, really? in the Harrogate end, but he took it in good uh, in good jest. Well, had the last laugh. Yeah, well played to those 78 exactly. fans. Mission for them. Uh, so, a few tweets come in uh, to us. At halftime, Ian David, 1234. New Twitter handle to me. Don't recognise that one. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the podcast, Ian. Says, my opinion, so far, a really poor performance. We appear to be devoid of ideas and lacking a desire to chase the ball. At this point, I can't see how or where we can get into this game. Yeah, Casey Adams, LOFC, said that was awful. Defending was disgusting. Something has to change going into the second half. W Smith, one, two, five, says whatever we were supposed to do, clearly it ain't working. I think Smith and Archibald have been the only positives so far. Yeah, so there weren't any changes at half-time. Harrogate got the second half underway. Four minutes into that half, we won a penalty as Dan Kemp's shot was judged to have been handled by a Harrogate defender. Now, I've seen them not given. I was surprised watching it back that he gave that because I don't think the defender, like Eccles last week... Just going to say that. Couldn't get his hand out of the way. Yeah. Swings around about, doesn't it? 100%. Sometimes they're given, sometimes they're not. You go, well, that's justice for Beckles' last Correct. week. Correct. Some you'll get, some you won't. Some won't, you won't deserve, but you'll get. Yeah. And that was like Carlisle and that was kind of our, our comeuppance. Um, and I agree with you. You've seen some given and seen them not given. Harry Smith stepped up, but typical Orient... His low effort uh, into the corner was oxy guessed correctly. He was having a good, good, good evening, to be fair, now, uh, and saved it. Yeah, I mean, I, again, with not being there and reacting to what people sit, are saying on Twitter without seeing the action first, I thought that was going to be a really poor penalty. I think the penalty was all right. It's low. Yeah, it's agree. on target. I think the thing that... And it was going to a corner. I think the thing that 
makes it look poor is that Oxley moves so early and gets it so right. He's literally like jumping onto the ball as it's not even anywhere near the goal, which makes it look a lot weaker than what it was. And again, I think just a few people highlighted it. Oxley yeah. was well off his line early. Harry had about three defenders who were running onto the ball or into the box before the penalty was even struck. Um, but disappointing. And again, if that go- that is the game-changing moment because I, get, I think I mentioned it in my views, I think if that penalty goes in, Orient do not lose that game. At minimum, they well, get, get a draw. draw. Yeah, I agree. But it wasn't to be, See, like you said. For me, I don't... The, the, statistically, I think the, the odds are in the favour of the striker. So, for me, a professional footballer, particularly a striker who's used to scoring goals, shouldn't ever not score a penalty. That said, if the keeper happens to guess the right way and make, makes that save then that's fair enough. Yeah, decent, uh, decent no save. He just went well early on it. He did, yeah. And the referee was was pretty poor all evening, to be fair. Um, Omar Beckles was booked in the 52nd minute for a foul on Armstrong and from the resultant free kick, Lawrence Vigoru had to be alert to make a save. Yeah, 55th minute in. Kenny didn't like what he saw. Double sub. I do like that about Kenny. Agree. Makes his subs early, early. Yeah. 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 Double sub. Shadrach Ogie was replaced by Connor Woods. So good to see Connor Wood back out on the pitch. Yeah. You know. Why wasn't he starting though? That's well, the question. Absolutely. And Amatoyi was replaced by Ruel Satiru. So two subs, hopefully trying to bring the breakthrough through. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's probably the right thing to do. I think when Connor came on, not only did we seem a bit more solid as a back four, but also he was getting more crosses into yeah. the box. He was going more direct. He was looking to get up. Uh, looking up and to get us forward and get us higher up yeah. the pitch. That's the experience that he has. No disrespect to Shad at all. Um, but I just wanted to note in the 62nd minute, uh, an outstanding sliding tackle by Tom James, um, who won us uh, a goal kick. I think that could have easily backfired. He could have easily injured the player or given away a corner. But he slid in superb timing. It's a little bit, it was almost like, do you remember that James Alabi, that sliding? Yeah, yeah. That kind of category of slide of tackle, fantastic. I think we've mentioned a few times in this season, in this podcast, that Connor Wood and Tom James are very, very good fullbacks from an attacking yes. perspective and a defensive perspective and a massive upgrade. Exactly and no disrespect to our previous players, but a massive upgrade on what we've had. So good to see them both back on the pitch, playing alongside each other Agreed. in that back four. 68th minute in, Theo Archibald was booked after barging Barrell over. <laughs> After the ball was played, I mean, this is just frustration now, right? Mr. No, Penalty, so, two 0 down. No, so what was happening? He was getting kicked left, right, and centre. They were they were targeting him, yeah. and the ref was giving him no protection. So play had stopped at, at at this point, and he's just come running over and just like chest barged oh, the really? guy. Yeah, it was oh, brilliant. Okay. It was absolutely brilliant. Just got to be careful there. Just got to be careful there because <coughs> a lot of, of teams will target him. Yeah. Sisuyu was booked two minutes later for a foul on Falkingham. Yeah, there really wasn't anything else worth mentioning for the rest of the match, including the four additional minutes as the referee blew the full-time whistle. Harrogate ended our unbeaten yeah. run, kept, kept theirs going and took all three points up, back up. Yeah. Back up sh- to Yorkshire with them. Sure did. So Kenny Jacket post-match said, we gave poor goals away in the first half. They were soft goals against first and foremost when you're looking to start strong. We got caught in midfield on the first one, but we still looked like we could have rectified it. And the second one, again, we looked favourites in our own box and couldn't clear it. Generally, as a performance, goals aside, we didn't do enough. We didn't compete enough. They did a little bit of a job on us. And in terms of getting tight in midfield to us, we couldn't find a spare man and we lost our confidence. He said they did a bit of a job on us on numerous occasions throughout that interview, um, which is a bit great. In uh, My views on that, I don't think I'm going to disagree with anyone else, really, <laughs> to be honest with you. It was a terrible, terrible game. Two poor halves of football. None of the players in that game can really take any credit uh, away uh, from that. Not getting down about one loss, though. We're going to get these. There's going to be plenty more losses. The way that social media uh, was after this game, you think we're 44 games in and this is a promotion decider um, or relegation decider, and it wasn't. It's just our third game in. It was a bad game. It was a blip. We'll move on. Uh, obviously still really keen at this point to understand what's happening with Connor Wood. He's come on in the 40, in the 55th minute. He's got 35 minutes of game time. 
39 with extra time. Ruel looked lively when he came on. He chased a lot down but didn't really have anything else to show for his efforts, no shots on target or anything. But credit to Harrogate, they did all the dirty things well from the time-wasting early on. From as early as the 10th or 15th minute, their goalkeeper was slowing it down and going from side to side where he's going to take his goal kicks and mucking around and all of that kind of... I can't say what I was going to say because it's a family show, but it ends in housery. Yeah. Um, all of that kind of stuff, they did it, and they it's like lower league stuff that they've brought up with them. And they, they that's what Kenny Jacket means. They did a job yeah. on us. They, they really, really did. So forget this, move on. Yeah, I mean, my views were very short on this one initially. I just said, don't panic, half-faving Kenny. I thought his interview was spot on uh, with what he said. Uh, you know, a few words that I had noted from his interview, soft goals, yeah, Bounce back, he mentioned a lot of times. That yeah. was really important. Done that. Be a bit more manly, absolutely. Streetwise, yeah. Lessons to learn. And like you said, I think I know it is they did a job on us. And they did their game plan was to get a goal, sit back, make it hard for Orient. Yeah. So if you're the Harrogate, if you're Simon Weaver, you're looking back on that, that's a grade A performance for them. 100%. Grade F from us. But for them, grade A. He'll yeah. be absolutely ecstatic with that. He'd want to replicate that for every, the oh, other 40-odd games of the season. If he, could, he got a book in as well, which yeah. we didn't mention. He but got booked. He wouldn't care about that. No. That'd be, took no one would have blipped him. Yeah. But the only other things I would say, you know, whatever was going on with Wood at that time needed sorting because that is being done to the detriment of the team. And I also think Harrogate, and I said this last week at the back of last week's podcast, Harrogate are a much better team than what people give them credit for. Yeah. Everyone still sees them as this little non-league team. This is their second season in League Two. They've they recruited players. well. Yeah. They could be yeah. up there. They're still unbeaten as we talk um, this evening. They've now played four games, only one less than us. They're still unbeaten. Um, and like I said earlier, I think if the penalty goes in, it's a completely different second half. The crowd will be louder, Tells the up. players infused, Harrogate will start sitting back and trying to defend that goal lead. Uh, and we would have bombarded them, and who knows what would have happened. But, you know, one loss, not the end of the world, chill out everyone. That's it. One thing I didn't mention, which I probably should have done, was for that penalty, the referee stopped the penalty yeah. from being taken, went over, booked that Saw, Simon Weaver, yeah. and then went back, which was a bit strange. But anyway... Um, a huge amount of feedback after this, as you can probably imagine. Like my phone battery just passed out. I think with, with all with all what was going on. Um, so thanks to everybody who did take the time to uh, send a tweet as your views into all of our social media accounts, which, as you probably know by now, they're sponsored by Town and Country Hearts and Essex Estate Agents. They're at Hearts Town H E R T S and town also charlie paul charlie c-h-a-r-l-i-e underscore p-o-o-l-e uh, are the two main twitter accounts to contact and again we do try and read out as many tweets as we get in but just because we read them it doesn't mean we agree with them and you know how we always like to get tweets from yeah, oppo so, fans yeah. we had a lot of portsmouth fans tweeting us saying we told you so, and we warned you. You know what that was? That was because our tweet got picked up by a big, big Portsmouth fan account who retweeted the tweet and said, look at this, same old stuff happening down at Orient. And then we had an influx of Pompey fans going, yeah. basically, ha-ha, this is what Jacket does. But, yeah, but the, the we told you so is like, like we could have changed the outcome of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let's stop talking about Portsmouth views. Let's talk about O's views. Boatsy got the ball rolling by saying Harrogate didn't have to work hard for their win. Poor all over the pitch. We are missing players, but it shows how threadbare we are. I think we are going to struggle if we don't bring in more players. Big test for Kenny Jacket now. The only, the only disagreement I have with Boats' tweet there is about them not having to work hard. I think it's because they worked really hard that they outfought us and ran and, and, and really won that game. They were chasing the ball down in the 93rd minute in our corner. That's how hard I thought that they were working. Yeah. So, slightly disagree with you there, Ben, but that's no problem at all. Alf Wounton, 96, said, shocking, spineless and clueless. Prattly and happy were awful and we really do need two or three more signings and that transfer window shuts tomorrow night, it Tuesday does. night. It so. certainly does. Prattley uh, had a post-match interview in the car park, which was a bit insane. A bit odd, yeah. Uh, but Prattley was very honest, I thought, in his assessment. Very honest it with himself. It wasn't good enough. You can't... Yeah. You, there's no way that anyone can paper over that, that crack yeah. and, and make that look better than it was. There isn't. No, and he didn't just, try to. No, and he shouldn't. Yeah. Orient meat pie. Said, last season vibes to this one. 
outworked, outfought, and lack of quality. Really poor. Ewan Carter, 23, said it wasn't great, still light in many still light in many positions, and Harrogate were organised and outmarshaled us all over the pitch. Record blew up, so I feel a month for pain to watch that game. Twice, we were pretty bad tonight. Fluid, fluidity of passing was off from the first whistle, and the goals conceded were very poor indeed. I'm still trying to work out how that second one went in. Only upside is, I don't have a two and a half hour journey home. Wow, Orient Fan TV said that performance tonight was embarrassing. If we ever want to get out this league, we can't be playing like that. Definitely need reinforcements to the squad before the window closes. Will I still be there on Saturday though? You bet I will. Can't pay, play any worse than we have tonight. Yeah, good tweet there. Tom D. Simmons underscore Tom says, A major disappointment after a good steady start in the opening games. We're going to panic after one defeat as with Kenny in charge. We have someone with the know-how to remedy thoughts, but he needs a couple of players in to add depth and provide us with a fighting chance. Pills the Dough Man said, well beaten by a team that were fresh after their enforced break. Many, sorry, may have been different had the penalty gone, but no complaints at the result. But many against the officials who only found a total of five minutes of additional time. Jesus, their keeper must have wasted 15 minutes alone. It's a fair point. <laughs> Lewis Fear underscore. So they came with a game plan, high press first half, get a lead, and made us punt the ball all second half. They won so many second balls. Didn't look like the team from QPR or Exeter. Both our centre-backs were bullied. The long ball to Smith didn't work. Disappointing at best, but we move on. I think that's a good tweet there, actually, Lewis. Yeah, Makes really good, good tweet. And I think the thing about Smith is, although he's six foot seven. He's better with the ball to his feet. Like Wilkinson last season, better with the ball to his feet. They're not... I know he's got the height, but for a big man, he's got better feet. And it's often the smaller guys that jump better than the taller guys, oddly enough. Uh, Trousers Techno said, a truly uninspired performance all round, easily beaten in the end by a team that seemed to have have twice as many players as us on the pitch, hence why they were working harder than us, who played faster and with more effort and organisation, but not much else. Way too slow in the first half and not good enough in the second half. Yeah, Matt Meader. So as soon as Smith starts and we go long ball, it's very difficult to then switch to try to play football. Disappointing to see the drop-off in quality versus QPR and Exeter compared to that long ball football tonight. And the penultimate tweet on this goes to Alan Reeves 2, said, hashtag jacket ball. I think that's what the Pompey fans warned us about. Hope that's not a sign of things to come, although that was still better than 90% of the games last season. Harrogate, in fairness, were excellent without the ball and took their chances when they came. Yeah, another good tweet. Final word on Harrogate then goes to Daniel underscore D44, who just said, really, really poor. Too much like last season. We were outplayed, outfought and outmuscled. Their number 29 Armstrong totally bossed Beckles. We never looked like scoring and I really could not work out what our game plan actually was. But still, it was good to be back. Always good to end a negative tweet with a positive. But surprisingly about Beckles, Beckles has been... Solid. Arguably one of our most solid players, but yeah. you know, Armstrong, don't know whether he found him out, caught Beckles on a bad night or whatever, but helped himself to two goals. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, but he again, Omar Beckles was no worse than any of the others, yeah. the Prattleys or the or the uh Archibalds yeah. or the Happies, anyone or the Vigaroos. So prediction league update, nobody guessed that result correctly. It won't surprise you to know. So we'll do a roundup later on at the end of this show. Yeah, so let's move on into Wednesday, the 25th of August. Another birthday. So happy 20th birthday to O's defender, Shadrach Ogi. Yeah, uh, happy birthday, Shad. The club announced the next three players who have been voted into the Hall of Fame. And they are. Yeah, uh, I'm pleased to say two out of the three have done big, big interviews with the Orient Outlook podcast. So if you're a fairly newish listener and you want to find out all about their time at the Orient, go back into our vaults and you will find uh, an interview with the first uh, inductee out of the three, Mr. Matt Lockwood. Interestingly, had the highest share of the vote. So you you go back, Lockwood is a a long time ago, not in our minds, but is fairly a long time ago, but still very fondly remembered. Cracking left back, solid penalty taker, solid free kick taker, no arguments there. No, absolutely not. Matt Matt Lockwood was our first ever interview. I still remember him coming to uh, to my home and him walking up the drive and we're getting all this, oh, Matt Lockwood's here. All nervous, What what happens? Yeah, so that's fantastic. The next um, player that was inducted into the Hall of Fame needs no introduction. None of these need any introduction. But you'll remember him uh, for the chant that we were singing as well. We've got Tiny Cox. It's the super number seven, Super Dean Cox. Absolutely fantastic and very richly deserved for him to be in there, in my opinion. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And finally, the third inductee, 
was Joby McEnough. Two spells at the club. First yeah. one, really difficult for him. Second one comes back, captains the team to a, a National League winning season. Yeah, uh, deserved it, deservedly yeah. in there, yeah. No, no complaint. I mean, no O's fans will complain when O's are inducted. No, they've all had a positive part to play in our history yeah. uh, in a significant way you know you won't forget the goal that Dean Cox scored for Peterborough uh, against Peterborough sorry to get us into the playoff final you won't forget the the, the hat-trick that Matt Lockwood scored for Gillingham obviously if you're of against that era yeah. uh, sorry against Gillingham I beg your pardon uh, in that game um, and Joby McAuliffe like you say he played, he didn't have a good time the first time round so you know he came back and led us to, to victory um, and a promotion so yeah all well deserved yeah, really good. All right, so let's go into Thursday, the 26th of August. More ladies news as they announced three more players had signed. So we welcome versatile defender and winger Julia Libby, defender Alicia Williams, and another defender, Erin Bright. So it's all starting to come together now yeah, for the ladies. Absolutely, and good luck to them. Kenny Friday then, the 27th of August, the youth team were in action in the afternoon. They were at home to Sutton United. Unfortunately, lost the game 2-0 thanks to two first half goals from the visitors uh, players so unlucky to the young O's but you know onwards and upwards yeah absolutely so let's move on into Saturday the 28th of August and the day started off with some very sad news as it was announced that former Orient player Sam Soji had sadly passed away at the age of only 36 that's crazy unbelievable yeah so we send our condolences to Sam's family and friends, terrible yeah. news to start off the day. We, yeah, we don't know. I don't know why, uh, what what caused him, whether he was ill uh, or whether uh, or, or what the circumstances were. So, unfortunately, he leaves a wife and oh, two children as well. So, I uh, can't imagine what that must be like. So, terribly, terribly sad uh, for him. But we're going to move on now to the main event, which is Bradford City at home. Uh, on the Thursday before the game, we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought uh, the O's will get on in this one. And after 317 votes, that's more like Decent. it, in 24 hours, Decent. the votes ended as follows. Just 27% thought we'd win, 33% thought we'd draw, but a huge cynical 40% thought we'd lose. So, as always, thanks to everyone who took some time to just cast their vote. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty close. 27 win, 33 draw, 40 lose. I think the Harrogate loss had affected lots of people was kind of outset at the time. So, 2 o'clock then, Saturday, the team was announced. Lance Vigaru <coughs> in goal. Back fourth, Tom James, Omar Beckles, Dan Happy and Connor Wood. Dan Prattley and Hector Kipriani holding the midfield. Craig Clay, Ruel Satori, Theo Archibald and Harry Smith making up the attack. Subs were Byrne, Sweeney, Ogie, Papadopoulos, Kemp and Krumah. And I'm a toy. Yeah, that meant that Kenny Jacket made three changes to the starting eleven. Former City player Connor Wood, also Craig Clay and Ruel Satoru started, with Shadrach Ogi, Dan Kemp and Tyrese Amatoy dropping to the bench for this one. Just before kickoff, a further change was made as Shad Ogi replaced Dan Happy, who injured him his groin, I believe, in the warm-up yeah. to that. So surprised about Kemp being dropped though and Clay getting the start, but a start a strong starting lineup. The bench is still weak. I know I sound like a broken record, because I've been saying it for the last sort of three or four weeks now, but the bench is still looking weak. It is. I mean obviously you've got, you know, the injuries of Smith and Drinnen. Smith, Drinnen and Thompson. So you'd imagine that with Smith, with those three players back, Sweeney would come out, Papa Dupilos would come out, and Krumah would come out, and you've got a slightly stronger bench. But you know, a lot of people having the same opinion as you there. Good rotation again. You know, bad result, more changes. Good to see Connor Wood back. Whatever had happened looks have been rectified, which is good. So now we can move on Possibly, from that one, yeah. move forward. A lot of people were surprised at Dan Kemp. I'm not. Dan Kemp has not had a good start to the season. He had a good game, I think, at Salford. And since then, it's dropped off. So I'm all for dropping Dan Kemp. Mm. Dan Kemp should be playing at the level that Theo Archibald is playing at. And he's not. Yeah. So drop him. Yeah, absolutely. Craig Clay can come in um, and do a job. So for me, good changes. An intentful looking team. One that Kenny knows he wanted to get a reaction out of. So yeah, all good. As always, loads of views now. It's so good to get loads of views at 2pm. We yeah. didn't used to get many. Now we get loads. loads so it's great yeah. to see Ian Hutchinson... Zero eight. So no game changes when it's not going to plan. 
worrying times. Let's hope the game's over before half-time so the changes are just to waste time. One Adam Conway said, Great manager, wafer-thin squad. Give the man some tools to do the job. Les OK 52 says, I know I'm like a broken record, but that bench is threadbare. This will cost us unless we address it. Agree so, with you, you Mr. Yeah, Lee, yeah, agree with you there. Dan Orton 2590 said, Trying something different, a bit more solidity in the midfield, hopefully but definitely a wait-and-see team selection. And if you need any more evidence that we need experience depth, just look at the bench. So the match kicked off at 3 o'clock with the O's looking to bounce back from their midweek defeat to Harrogate against the Bradford City side, who made a decent start to the season under Derek Adams. He's been, he, they've been doing all right. They were unbeaten, I think, at the point where we played them. That's right, yeah. They were second or third in the league yeah. as well. I mean, not that you look at the league now, um, but, uh, but yeah, they, they started off rather strongly. Um, so there was concern in the third minute as Harry Smith had gone down needed a bit of treatment but seemed okay to continue yeah we had a free kick in the 8th minute Tom James stepped up the free kick took a deflection but just went wide he's got a mean zip on it Tom James I look forward to seeing some bangers in the season from him good dead ball expert yeah we're going to fast forward then to the 25th minute first shot on goal for the O's as Royal Satoru and uh, Harry Smith combined O'Donnell managed to smother a well shot yeah good decent effort there 27th yeah. minute Tom James booked late tackle yeah and I've questioned why I've made a point here he got fouled quite badly just a short while before that but no one got booked for that challenge on him so again an early sign of poor officiating in my opinion yeah uh, 35 minutes on the clock then Craig Clay shot high and wide from just outside the box Craig Clay is a solid midfielder he ain't going to score you many goals apart from that wonder striker last season against Bolton mm. yeah yeah absolutely everyone <laughs> everyone, every dog has its day but we've been enjoying quite a bit of possession here uh, and keeping some of the pressure on Bradford um, at, at this particular point in, in the game but by no means was this a spectacular half as you can tell by how much we're fast-forwarding yeah. through the, the minutes. Fair shout. Bradford's first corner, or maybe first chance, no, first corner, it came in the 39th minute as Canavan's header was cleared off the line by Hector Kiprianu. Rossi to gathered the ball and countered. Well played, Hector. Right position. Yeah. Still has to do a job. You know, It's good to see him not leave the line. Because yes. enough times you see the player leave ball in the back of the net. So I've got to give Hector credit there. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. A minute later, Lawrence Vigor was called into action to deny a powerful effort from Cook following a swift Bradford counter-attack and he was then able to gather the ball with the offside flag up. Good flag. Yeah. Sorry, good well, save. Strong arm. Yeah, and a, and a, a, a well-timed flag from the uh, official yeah. as well because that was offside. Yeah. Good save there. 43rd minute and good defending from the O's. It's Bradford threatened as a cross came in from the right. But Shad Ogie, he was having an amazingly good game for someone who'd only literally got told they were playing ten five minutes, minutes, yeah. ten minutes earlier. Corley cushioned the header back to Lawrence Regal. You'd love to see it. Absolutely. Two minutes of time were added on and played out as the referee brought the half to a close with the scores level nil-nil at half-time. Yeah, attendance announced just under 5,000 at 4,901 with 752 away fans. Not bad for Bradford. Normally bring a few Decent. more. Normally bring a few more. really good for an know, away team. It's, it's, I always find all this is really tough with attendances anyway because people are still on their holidays and getting back into the swing of it. But not, not bad, not bad at all. Yeah, um, much more solid half from us compared to Tuesday's game. But as yeah. I say, by no means was that was it spectacular. But you know, we looked a little, we looked more solid basically. Uh, no change at half time for the O's who started the second half brightly. Theo Archibald was shot in the forty seventh minute, was superbly struck, but was saved by the palms of O'Donnell. I mean, his palms were stung there. That was a brilliant shot, and O'Donnell did well. Yeah, straight at him. He'd be disappointed had that gone in, but decent intent there. And again, yeah. Archibald head down. Running his man, looking for the shot. Love to see it. Shadrach Ogie's long throw. I mean, he's got a decent long throw as well. Yeah. I've not seen that much of before. It was yeah. a great hit. Resulted in a corner in the 52nd minute. Tom James took the corner. O'Donnell palmed the ball away. Archibald then drove with the ball into the box. Penalty shout, waved away. Songo appeared to touch the ball as he slipped. Challenging Archibald, not given. That Again. should say, touched his hand. It Can't looked like he touched his hand. That's why we were appealing for a penalty. Just go back to Dan Kemp. Normally, Dan Kemp is taking the free kicks. Dan Kemp is taking the corners. Now, if Tom James, who can do arguably a better corner taker, 
as I think we discussed Dan Kemp's uh, corners before on yep. the podcast a couple of weeks ago and knowing he can take a free kick maybe that's played in Kenny's mind to maybe drop Kemp as well because he's not as reliant on him now from dead ball situations absolutely and the corners were looking more dangerous than they were under Kemp because Kemp wasn't beating the first yeah. man or was overhitting it or whatever uh, yeah so it was a good period there that we've just talked about 57 minutes well worked play from Orient saw Harry Smith nod the ball to Darren Prattley but his acrobatic effort didn't hit the target and that was a decent effort there from, from Prattley as well yeah be good to see Pratzinho get his first uh, league goal yeah, yeah. for Orient Craig Clay <laughs> stole the ball midfield on the hour mark third field archibald his shot deflected just wide two corners followed which came to nothing. So you can tell from the second half, it's Orient pressure. Whatever Kenny Correct. said last time is like, get that goal, just keep going home. And we were doing it, the crowd were loud, responding to what they were seeing. So at this point, you were I thinking that it was coming, I but think, yeah. always it being Orient, until you actually see the ball hit the net, you're never, never convinced. Never convinced. But I also think he tweaked the formation as well. I think we'd gone to a solid 4-4-2. Four, 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 yeah. And I think that's what was overcoming and overpowering Bradford because we just filled the midfield out a little bit. Uh, superb pressure from Orin in the 62nd minute. Uh, uh, two minutes later, a peach of a cross from Connor Wood was headed onto the bar from close range by Harry Smith. That was so unlucky. I mean, that cross couldn't have been any more perfect. Correct. That's Harry Smith. But nice little cushion ball from Clay into Wood. Great cross. You'll see those going quite... I think you'll see three or four goals this season from that combo. The old pullback, Wood crossing it first time, and Smith close range, bang into the back of the If net. only he was six foot five and not six foot yeah. seven, that would have been a goal. Unlucky there. You know Unlucky. what I mean? Um, yeah. Right, so it was coming. Raw Satiru opened the scoring two minutes later in the 66th minute. Tom James throw, long throw, bounced almost to the byline, holding off his defender, Ruel Unleash, an outstanding shot from a very, very tight angle straight past O'Donnell to make it 1-0 to the O's and Ruel celebrated with a knee side right in front of the visiting fans yeah talk about a group of fans not to antagonise <laughs> um, I mean I'm looking at that thinking like, don't shoot there because you're just going to smash it into the side netting or into the stand or but just how he scored that I just that, it's just one of those he'll probably try that a hundred times miss and miss yeah. the next hundred times, the hundred and first. You know what I mean? So no credit to him for that. That was a fantastic goal. Um, probably up there for me as a contender for the season. You love you I love, love saying goals are contenders the season. We're only five five we've games. We've got two contenders for it already. <laughs> like we're Orient. We're not that sport for choice. I thought. First of all, I thought that was a superb finish. Yeah, from where he was, to, he hits that as clean as a whistle. Yeah, that's one of those. As soon as that leaves his boot, he knows that's that's going into the yeah. back of that. Great. I've seen a few tweets saying that's poor keeping by O'Donnell because he shouldn't be getting beat there. You could argue that. I think it's the quality of the finish, though. If that is like, yeah. if that's a, a Aguero, right, or Lukaku going off oh, finish, and you're not criticising the keeper, so I think let's take the positives of that. Hundred percent. Wicked finish. Well done, Real. Uh, also. And I think Kenny picked up on this in his interview, showing his strength that we don't normally see from Real. Held off his marker, big marker. well, who's a big yeah. marker trying yeah. to get onside. So good to see that from Real. Great goal. The knee slide again in front of the fans. He's kind of explained, saying that there was a few boos taking the knee, and that's why he went on his knee in front of the fans. Obviously, a few lighters got thrown out. Harry Smith, probably not the cleverest thing he's ever done, takes a lighter and lights it, which isn't the cleverest thing to do in front of Bradford fans, who obviously had a stadium burned down. Uh, in the 80s but then Harry Smith tweeted to say I wasn't doing lighting your lighter because of that I was lighting it because you threw it at me yeah so Fair good enough. to see that but I would Get say them. you should celebrate with us don't worry about them celebrate with the fans that appreciate what you've yeah. just done I think in the heat at the moment I don't think Ruel and then someone I'm sure will correct me if I'm wrong I don't think Ruel has scored at Brisbane Road in a very long time in front in front of fans um, yeah. so maybe it was a relief for doing that and I don't count Tottenham as a proper game before yeah. someone tweets us and goes, oh, he scored against Tottenham, Steve. So, yeah. <laughs> fair play, Ruel. 68th minute in. Callum Cook had an effort for Bradford, fired over from 20 yards. Yeah, 76 minutes on the clock then. The first Orient changes. Ruel Satori was placed by Tyrese on the toy. Yeah, 78th minute in. Bradford had a few chances in a row. O'Connor had it across goal and Andy Cook shot wide. Got a corner out of it, though. From the resulting corner, Canavan couldn't find the target. I think they were close handball in that. Yeah, not too unfairly, um, from, um, not too dissimilar, sorry, to what was given uh, against Harrogate. Uh, 82 minutes on the clock then. Harry Smith doubled our lead as he picked 
Tom James, as as he picked up Tom James's intercepted pass, played a lovely little dink to Theo Archibald, who just beat his man to the ball, came to Harry Smith from about 25 yards out, and he struck the ball low and hard, and it nestled into the bottom left corner to make it 2-0. And in the build-up to that, Archibald, he got fouled, and it was he was instrumental to that, and I think he needed treatment, but arguably a tremendous uh, round-up for that day, uh, I think. Um, arguably, the keeper probably should have done better there and, and, and saved that because of how far out he is, but you know the quality of the shot... Um, and well played by the referee to allow play to go on as well. Yeah, really good finish. Well, I think a really good build-up. I think James does really well to intercept the pass yeah. and plays that lovely thing to Archibald who wants it more than his man and that's how he gets it. He wins it. So the opposite ball we saw against Harrogate and I think Archibald's going to end up getting quite a few assists but good finish from Smith. It's easy yeah. to look at him and go, well, you're a big lump horse and you're just going to win headers and that's what you're going to do. He's but not that guy. Good feet, good finish and yeah, if you're being ultra-critical you go, oh, the keeper might do better but I think that there's a lot of pace on that shot. It looks it was faster than what it looks on the telly. Yeah. I think so great finish. So well done to everyone there. Six minutes of additional time played out as the referee brought the game to a close with the Orient taking all three points, keeping a clean sheet to leave the home fans in a jubilant mood and bouncing all over the world to status quo. That's absolutely right. Well, Kenny Jackett's interviews on YouTube, we're obviously recording this on Bank Holiday Monday, so no doubt everybody's seen uh, and listen to what he had to say. But just to pick up on a couple of things, he said, we didn't want to lose two at home in a week, and it was disappointing in the week. Fair play to Harrogate, but we had to respond and adapt to the division. Bradford coming down was a big atmosphere. Thanks uh, goes out to the supporters, as they really got behind the players and drove us on. It was a good link. He goes on to say, I thought in the first half we were on top and doing well to get up into the final third, but we couldn't find those moments we have got strikers out in Drinnen and Smith that that will make a difference. Second half, we found the moments and we scored two yeah. very good goals. Very well rounded up there by Kenny Jackett. Thanks to Dave Victor for sending on his interview there. So league table, we're not going to mention it this week. We'll mention it next week though, but after five games, we are in the playoff positions, but you can't read too much into that as it stands. We sit six in the league. Obviously, that's all going to change, but... Not bad so far. Not a bad no, start after the first five games. Harrogate, disappointing, obviously. But yeah. the other four performances haven't been too bad. So we'll see what happens. But if you'd have said to me, one loss in five in your first five games, you'd have taken that. Yeah, but the only thing you, you would have you said... Wouldn't, you wouldn't have picked it would be Harrogate. Correct. It's all for the whale. Bradford. Or Bradford. Yeah. 100%, 100%. That's the only thing that's upset everyone. But yeah. we move on. Let's get over that. Let's get over it then. Wasn't, so, wasn't the greatest football in spectacle, I think it's fair to say. Second half, obviously, we were much more solid absolutely over the moon to beat Bradford I listened to Derek Adams's uh, post-match interview as well I thought he spoke extremely well gave us a lot of credit he said you know we worked really hard and we did really well uh, amongst other things I'm not going to focus on Derek Adams but I thought it was a really positive honest interview O's fans don't like Derek Adams. No. And I can't quite work out why. Because he's that manager on the sideline that kind of goes that extra step and annoys and upsets the oppo dugout. And he's just he's just a wind-up merchant. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it's got to do with Pete. I think, you know, he was like almost Orient manager when Ian yeah. Morton got. I think that's got a lot to do with it. I haven't got a problem with Derek Adams. I think he's a good manager. I think Bradford will be up there at some point. 100%. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely right. Uh, after the poor performance on Tuesday, this was a huge improvement and it was absolutely needed. Like Kenny said, you didn't want to play two games in a week and lose them. Dare I say it, that Craig Clay coming back into the side helped a lot and gave us that stability in the midfield and that bit of extra metal and experience that we've been possibly lacking. Uh, restoring Wood to left-back helped give a much greater balance to the back four. I thought that we were much more solid and astute and clever. Um, and the balls going forwards as well, I thought it, was all, it all adds up to, to that 2-0 result, really. Uh, Ruel's goal spectacular. How do you actually even score from that tight angle? I still can't work it out. Um, every player worked hard, closed down well. We actually really put in a, th- a good, solid shift. And I don't think Vigoru more than had one or two things to do all, all game. So when your keeper's having nothing to do all game and he's kept a clean sheet, you know you're going to win. Great roundup. Well done. Thanks. For me, I think you know, that is a very good win. Yeah. That's a good win at any point in the season, but to bounce back from Harrogate with that performance was important, but a very good win. Yeah. Uh, good clean sheet as well. But I think yeah. it's gone slightly under the radar um, due to like the goals that we've seen. 
that team, Bradford had scored nine goals in their last three games. Yeah. Clean sheet. Yeah. A fairly straightforward clean sheet as well, which is great to see. I really like Theo Archibald. Yeah. I think Theo Archibald... Fast becoming my favourite player. He's just inventive, he's yeah. creative, he seems to fit in with Orient. You know those players who you just click with as a fan straight away? Great to see that. Good to see Wood back, like we said earlier. Wood and James are the two fullbacks for me. Yep. Shad will come on throughout the season. He'll get there, he'll push him. I think Sweeney probably go out on loan, but I think that left back for me has got to be Woods if he's fit as it stands. Right back, James, who have both impressed me, like we've said. Delighted for Ruel. Don't think we've seen him score in a while. That will do his confidence a world of good. Annoyingly, he's on international duty soon, but we'll come on to that. But Smith, good to see a bit of variation with Smith. And again, he missed that penalty on Tuesday, so good to see him get that goal shortly yeah, after that. Yeah. That might have been playing on his mind. Very good response. Everyone talks about depth. And we've had a few tweets about it, and I'm sure we'll have more post-match. But you take Dan Kemp out and put Craig Clay in, who's done a good job, which isn't bad whatsoever. You put Rule in for Drillian, he's done not too badly. And you put Shad in for Happy at five, ten minutes notice. Mm. It ain't as weak as what people think it is. I'm not saying we don't need strengthening, but we do. Yeah. But it's not as bad as some people are making out. It'll be two or three now. We sit here on Sunday night, there's only 24 hours left in this transfer window. You ain't going to get six or seven in now. You're going to get. No. You're probably going to get two. And I don't think the loan. I think the loan window is still open. Don't think you can not sign players. I think the loan window is open for a few more weeks as it stands. But I think there'll be two more. Two. I don't think there'll be a massive overhaul now. As what I think people were thinking, there'll be three or four. I don't think it'll be that much. I think there'll be two. Yeah, I, I don't disagree so, with that. Yeah, and some that we've been linked with over the weekend have now signed elsewhere as well. Yeah, absolutely. But great win. You know. And really good now to ha- they've got a week now to concentrate on the next fixture that we'll yeah. come on to. So those were our views, loads of your views. Great to see a lot more positivity after this one, as you'd expect. So Paul Ravens thirty nine is much better than Tuesday. First half wasn't great, but we were better than Bradford even then. Second half was a huge improvement and easily deserved to win. Still concerned about the lack of depth in the squad, but good three points. Yeah, Matty, LOFC Evans said another week whereby we batter another supposed promotion contender. Can't fathom us out at the moment whether we're stepping things up against the bigger teams or we're just gelling or we're just not gelling well. Either way, a pleasing win. Another three points on the board up the O's. Shrimpy underscore boy said, very impressed by Ogie, James and Archibald in particular. Massive second half from the lads. Just wish I could hear what was said in the dressing room. At half-time. I wouldn't mind being a fly on the wall in your dressing room either. Yeah. MS Orient said, massive second-half display. Every player played a complete 10 out of 10 and showed what Kenny has installed. To come back that strongly totally blew uh, Bradford away. They just couldn't cope with how good and disciplined we actually were. This is most encouraging. Good tweet there, Mr. Schaff. Richie J. Bourne said, that's 100% improvement for midweek. Great all over the pitch. Backline was faultless. Shadrach was brilliant. Kenny got them firing today. Uh, Stroud Greeno said quality second half performance and fully deserved the three points perfect response to Tuesday night also appreciate this is a massively bold shout so early on but I'm calling out Ogie as a future O's legend already the guy looks class that's very early very I hope very you're bold. right there Stroud Greeno yeah. RP Bernstein it's a great performance it makes such a difference having two strikers he didn't anticipate them all mm. but having Ruel there to chase Smith's flick on to cause Bradford a few problems Two lovely goals to boot. Ruel mentioned that in his post-match interview as well about him being the nine and chasing the flick-ons. That's, that's potentially a good, really good partnership. And Smith and uh, Drinan may struggle to get back in if that blossoms. I think the official club's Twitter feed um, mentioned that Harry Smith over this course of the week against Harrogate and Bradford combined won 42 headers. Uh, which Amazing. is ridiculous, really. Yeah. So if you're playing him as a 10 and you've got Ruel or whoever running off him, anticipating, you know, even if they win 50% of his knockdowns, they're winning 21 balls yeah. in dangerous positions. So and you get, what, one in five maybe? So that's four goals out of that. Potentially, yeah. Long may that continue. 4 1 nil wins. Uh, Parksy1881 said that was sexy Saturday football. The first half was Phoebe, the second half was Rachel. Well, that Monica. Not my tweet. I'm unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunate, perhaps, 
But I think Dan Happy has shifted down to number four in the centre-back department. Ogie was immense. Man of the match by Marlon. Archibald was superb. That's a top performance. Keep it up, O's. Good tweet, Adam. Give us a DM. I want to know where Monica's gone. Ryan Peanut said, unreal from Ogie at centre-back. Surely no way for Happy now. Thompson and Ogie are levels above him. Solid performance and clean sheet. That is a very good point. Kenny's got a big call to make next Saturday. Whether Shadow does he days. keep Ogie a centre-back or mm-hmm. does Happy come back? Interesting. Very interesting. Wilco 300 said, poor game and performance, but they stayed together and dug out a result. Not sure what's going on, uh, but the squad is way too thin with a lack of options in midfield. My first thought is we've done our dough on a big manager and a few signings, but I hope I'm wrong. Interesting tweet there. 1965, AC, 1881. Said they were everything today that they weren't on Tuesday, especially in the second half. Ogie, man of the match. Clay made a big difference. Work rate, and ground covered was immense. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Lawmat59 said, great team performance. Every player committed to the cause. Prattley took responsibility and all of the players responded. Brilliant result. Dear Stu said, happy Saturday indeed. Made Bradford look very ordinary. Mm. Oh, yeah, outstanding. Loved when Harry Smith blew a kiss to the Bradford fans. Hilarious. Really impressed with Smith and how well he holds the ball up and uses his size. I think it's probably fair to say that when we signed Harry Smith, Everyone's a bit like meh, bit of Northampton. Yeah. But, but but like we said here, that's then, this is yeah. now, and this is how totally. we're going to use him. So you can't judge him based on totally. on the past. We've got to give him the time to develop in a late and yeah. shirt, right? Uh, we said that here first. Amazing Bagman said, first half Bradford shaded it. Second half there was only one team in it. Won the majority of the second balls and worked tirelessly. There's a crucial part there of winning a game of football is winning the second balls and working hard. Uh, Ogie was a monster at the back and it was great to see Ruel back on the score sheet great team performance and a well earned three points up the O's Charlie underscore Paul our social media sponsor well part of our social media sponsor that's a great win Uh, important to get Tuesday night out of our system Ogie man in a match all positive going into Newport next week Charlie C87 said Ruel getting much closer to Smith means we had an attacking option still a lot to do uh, there but brilliant performance Theo and Ogie were superb Tom Tom James was terrible on Tuesday and he had a huge step up in performance for him good tweet simply a red 72 said more solid with Clay Prattley and Hector in the side, bouncing back from a defeat against a decent side. Yeah, 17th band. Good to hear from you guys. Thanks for tweeting us this. They said, Ogie was outstanding. Man of the match all day. Fantastic performance all round and the attitude was spot on. Limited them to few chances. Great day and super atmosphere. Vince Howard, 73, says, what a way to bounce back. But special mention to Shad Ogie. To say he took his chance would be an understatement. Also think that was the best I've seen Hector play. Still trying to work out how Rule scored from that angle. Stazzy Stazzy said, of course a great result, but not the great passing spectacle we saw versus Exeter. After the lesson from Harrogate, every player got stuck in and never allowed Bradford to boss us around or to settle. Hats off to all the players for putting in a great shift. Penultimate tweet in this episode goes to Ox Ooch, who said, I'm pretty sure most people would have accepted one defeat from tough first five games, especially against Salford, Exeter, Carlisle, Harrogate and Bradford. Not sure how many have predicted the team that would beat us, though. Important win today. We've just literally covered that. So good tweet from Oxford. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Final word this week uh, goes to Len M4, who said the first half was tense. Both sides not giving the other much to play with. Second half was a revelation for Orient, though. The hunger and desire to push forward we always want in our team. That is the work ethic we expect and want to build on. Great tweet to finish on this week. So let us know if you agree or disagree with any of the views we've read out. You can let us know what you think by tweeting us at Orient Outlook. If you're not on Twitter and you want to email us, you can do, uh, like we mentioned earlier in the pod, at Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. We are also on Facebook. Just search Orient Outlook Podcast. And we are also on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast uh, prediction league update only the two only two correct predictions as TB uh, sorry big TB 47 got four points as he correct as they correctly predicted 2-0 to the O's and one correct scorer but do you know what absolute kudos to Ben Whitlock 13 he gets maximum five points because not only did he correctly predict the score but he also correctly predicted both scorers 
uh, and I didn't even see it and I completely missed it so apologies to Ben Whitlock that's yeah <laughs> absolutely um, so absolutely tremendous uh, it blows my mind that people do that uh, top of the prediction league is currently as follows Nino underscore Barone, uh, Barone uh, is on 10 points his leader at the moment uh, sh- uh, literally one point behind him on nine points Furlong BTW and LOSC Teresa uh, both of you guys on nine points and seven points Big TB 47 Dan Orton 2590 John McNabo and Orion underscore fan so thanks to everybody for your predictions well over a hundred oh, well uh, predictions there well over four and a half thousand views of that tweet nicely done Hero, uh, sorry Prediction League is still up for sponsorship Good stuff. So let's move on in to Sunday, the 29th of August. And the Orient ladies stepped in at the last minute for a pre-season friendly against Hartham United ladies. Won the match 3-1. Well done to the ladies. Yeah, and congratulations to Hector Kipriano, Ruel Satoru and Tom James, who were all named in the Skybet League 2 Team of the Week. And again to Harry Smith, who was named in the EFL's Team of the Week, which is some going because that's Championship and League One as yeah, well. Well done. It always impresses me when our players get into the EFL Team of the Week. Good to see. Mm. Well done to those gents. So let's move on to the daily Monday, the 30th of August. Bank holiday Monday. And the plaudits kept coming in as the Football League paper named Harry Smith in their League Two Team of the Weekend. So Big H smashing it as... Um, as he does. Yeah, absolutely. Also on Happy Monday, the club confirmed that Hector Kipriano and Ruel Sotoriu will join up with the Cyprus under-21 squad for their double header against Liechtenstein, uh, missing, uh, mean, sorry, that they will be unavailable for the game against Newport County next weekend. Annoying. It is a bit. Annoying. But Kenny said he expects Drinian to be back uh, for Saturday's post-match. Yeah. So you'd imagine Drinian comes in for... Um, real, yeah, and I imagine Clay, Clay will go Hector. to Hector and he'll, and and he'll look to bring Kemp or or, um, or, or, toy or loan player that might come in. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, so let's wrap this up then at one hour, one minute. It's not bad at all. So let's start with a fantasy football update. Jordan Reed is top of the Orient Outlook podcast, Fantasy Football League. He's got 267 points, he's three points ahead. Um, of the guy in second place uh, who I had written down but isn't on my document I am in 249th place out of 315 players I had a shocking uh, first week so I'm now trying to climb up the table so thanks to everyone who plays if you want to play there's still time for you to join our league you'll only be three weeks behind which is nothing really in the scheme of it so if you want to join our league drop us a DM and we will send you the code if you'd like to play with us on fantasy but their points will carry across if they're doing it already no they don't does it not no Uh, not anymore anyway don't know what we used to so positives and negatives uh, here then we'll split these because there is Largely imbalanced uh, against the negatives, which is good. So, obviously, the Bradford performance is obviously a marked improvement from Tuesday night. And obviously, keeping the clean sheet against Bradford, always a positive. Always positive. Last positive this week, both strikers scoring. Like we said, great to see Harry respond to his um, missed penalty earlier in the week. And Morel, like I said, I can't remember the last goal we scored at Brisbane Road. So, great Mm. to see. Negatives, just the one. The, well, it could be lots more if we wanted to make it's lots a more big one. It's a big one. It's the all-round Harrogate defeat. So those were our positives and negatives of the week. Leads on to the Carol Langley florist hero of the week. And the nominees are Theo Archibald, Hector Kiprianu, Shadrach Ogi, and Ruel Satoru. And after two hundred and fifty-one votes in twenty-four hours, the results are yeah, coming in at only four percent was Hector. Kiprianu in third place with only 7% was Ruel Sotiriu. Fiat Archibald came in second place with 15%. This was a huge, huge majority vote. 74% for the second week running. Who would have thought in the first three weeks of the season twice here of the week would be Shadrach Ogi. Well done, Shadrach. No one would have anticipated that. 100% at not. all. I wouldn't have had, it, had him playing for a first No, team. so amazing. Well done, Shadrach. It's two wins now. On the trot, can you make it a hat trick next week 
we will find out. So let's go on to next week's fixtures then. Yes, we've got just the one fixture next week. We're going on a European tour hey. to Wales. Uh, we're facing Newport County Saturday the 4th of September. We've obviously already told you about the supporters club uh, coaches that are running there. Newport lost 3-0 to Salford at the weekend and have won two and lost two of their opening four games. Obviously, they're a game behind us due to COVID. Yeah, a bit of a tipsy start for them bit inconsistent they're, yep. they're normally up there but hopefully we can go there do a job on them only four games though yeah only the first four games yeah, yeah but hopefully we'll take our momentum in and knock them out yeah basically yeah also worth noting that the ladies team get their season underway next week as they start their campaign away to Ridgeway Rovers <laughs> next Sunday 5th of September I think we've already mentioned that the transfer window um, ends tomorrow evening so we hope there are some additions for the Orient, something that we haven't mentioned but was highly rumoured today, according to Millwall journalist Richard Corley, who is a very reliable source, according to some Millwall fans. We expect Alex Mitchell to be alone signed from Millwall. Looks like that will happen tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. So he's a defender, if I'm not mistaken. Centre-back. Centre-back, yeah. So uh, we shall see. There were a couple of us. I don't know if anyone saw Scott Kashkett has left Wickham to join crew, which I think is a bit of an odd one. Um, and there are a couple of others that were rumoured to be coming to us, but they've all signed elsewhere. So it would be really interesting to see uh, who uh, the club do name, um, if anyone at all. Yeah. Because like you said, if the loan window stays open a bit longer, we're not in a rush uh, to do that. So let's move on then. Sponsorship reminder, don't forget for the best plastering and rendering prices around, visit AJF Plastering on Facebook or at Big Ads LOFC on Twitter for all your plastering or rendering needs. I can highly, personally highly sure. recommend them because I've had it done on my house and my house looks absolutely fantastic now. So very, very happy with that. Yeah, it's Very happy with the price I got as well. It certainly does. So that is it. Thank you for joining us for episode 254 of the Orient Outlook podcast. It has been a roller coaster of a week which started with the terrible performance and 2-0 loss against Harrod on Tuesday, which was soon put to the backs of everyone's minds at 4.50 on Saturday as we secured a 2-0 win over promotion favourites Bradford. But the fixtures don't come easy in League 2. We go away to Newport next. We'll be looking to gather momentum in their efforts to gain promotion too. And we will look forward to talking you through the match and all the week's happenings in the next episode of the Orient Outlook podcast. Yeah, so if you're listening on iTunes, go and subscribe. Give the podcast a five-star rating. We'd appreciate a review. It helps uh, all, uh, fans that uh, might have a casual interest in Orient to, to understand and find us. Uh, that's how the algorithms and all the technical bits work. So we'd be very, very grateful uh, if you could help us with that. Whatever platform you're on, uh, reviews are always appreciated. If you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn or Stitcher, uh, add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all the podcast available, episodes available as soon as we upload them. We're also on smart speakers uh, and a new, well it's not so new not anymore, new, no. but the fan engagement app FanHub, which is brilliant. We I love that app. I love predicting the, 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 the team. We do that about midday on a Friday. We put our, or I, I put my, my, my one up, you were away this, this week, so I put what I thought the team was going to be. You can check in if you're in a wave. If you're going on a away game, you get po- extra points for travelling. Uh, if you log in, uh, like you're watching it on the stream, you can still get points for that. It, it's just really good. There's uh, opposition, um, it, uh, opposition feeds so you can read. Uh, the opposition fan stuff that they're doing. It's a really good app overall. Yeah, I think the thing to note with FanHub is it's limited spacing uh, as it stands. So keep an eye on our social accounts, like Paul mentioned. Friday, midday, we normally get uh, a code for five places. Last week, that code uh, was taken up in only 44 minutes. So be Uh, quick, be quick, be quick with it. Get get yourselves ready and get your screenshots to us and come and engage with us on who you think the lineup will be against Newport. So if you have an older relative, a loved one, Orient chum, who you think will like the podcast, like Paul said, grab their phone, download it for them, and pass the pod. So we'll be back in just six days' time next Sunday with episode 255 of all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. (laughs) 